Some of you may not, but Mark is our, our high school coach, our junior high coach here at Leedy. Uh, his wife, Carrie, is back in the sound booth today, so it's going to be on her to make him sound good. <laughs> and uh, she's a teacher here at high school. And, you know, I've talked to them about God has set them in our, our school system and our educational system needs Christian teachers and coaches in there. And I want you to know Mark, because I, I talk with Mark and pray with him, it goes beyond just winning baseball games. He's, he's wanting to raise, there's several of these boys that he's connected to, he's wanting to see them grow up and to be great men of God and to be good husbands and good fathers. And so Mark has a real call in his life in the, in the coaching room. I know it's not easy sometimes with parents, hint, hint, pray for your coaches just like you pray for your pastors, all right? And uh, so, but he does a great job, and I'm proud, and Mark and I go way back. We graduated together. Um, God put us, it's so funny, we played for his dad at Woodward Travelers, traveled all over playing. I loved playing for Bob. Bob was my coach. We had great times, and I could tell a lot of stories up here this morning. We had, we had good times. But if you just said to Mark and I back then, you two boys are going to be in ministry one day together, We'd have laughed at you back then, wouldn't we, Mark? But God's, God is good, and he's good all the time, and he brought us into the kingdom for such a time as this. So I want you to give a warm welcome to my good friend, Mark Ward, as he brings the message this morning. Thank you, Pastor. Are we good? All right, there we go. It's going to make noise. Oh, wow. Worship was good, Amen. Will steps out there. What I love about that is I've been doing worship for a long time, and I, I got broke in just like him. It was one day we had a, uh, our uh, worship leader had to be gone. They said, Mark, you got to play tomorrow. And I was like, wow. And I had never played before. And I just, today Will came in, Will, you're not playing today. Okay, great. I'm not ready to play today. And as we move through worship, we're like, Will, you're ready today. And we just went right at it. What I love about that is, Pastor, when we do things for God, he, uh, Takes, he takes care of us in faith, and he expands us in faith. I stand up there today playing, and I'm going, gosh, just by obedience one day, just having a little bit of faith, God's able to manifest things. We do things for the Lord. Uh, I'll tell you this, too. The world doesn't like it <laughs> when you do things for the, for the Lord. Amen? And that's something that we're going we're gonna to talk about today because as I got into things um, for the last month, I've really been pressed into God, maybe as much as any time of my life, feeling troubling, feeling uh, the times that we live in. And I don't know if anybody else is able, is, has been feeling that, but it's been going back maybe three years, Pastor. And I agree with everything Pastor Mark is, is saying and where we're at about the roar and what's going to take place because I've never, uh, I've never witnessed things moving spiritually like I have in the last uh, three years, but really in the last two months, three months of my life. And, uh, and the one thing that uh, God reminds me of all the time is how much he loves us, and that's going to be about our message today, and we all need to hear this, because as I'm digging into it, I'm like, God, you can't love me that much, can you? <laughs> Boy, but I'm learning new levels of that every day, to the point that it breaks me. So I'm like, God, I man, you talk about not deserve it. We play that song, Reckless, and I hear Taya just get in that, and I'm just like, who needs more of God's love today? Who knows that it's available? Whew. That's the revelation that we have to get, amen? He's available to us today. His love is good, and and you're here for an appointment today. I say it every time I preach. I have an appointment with God every day. His work is complete and finished. I stand before you today knowing that God had a word for me, and he's really been preaching to me for about a month and a half now about what I believe I'm going to share with you today. And during that time, uh, I've been hearing for me. You see, and I believe that God's going to open up that portal and flow into his people today, and we all have an appointment today to hear from the Lord, but that's by faith that we receive that, not by me, and God's going to move today. We have to trust the Lord, and uh, we, ha we have an appointment with him every day and all the time, and, uh, but we live in a world that, does, that takes up our time <laughs> and misdirects us and misguides us if we're not careful, amen, and I'm guilty of that, and we all are, but... I'm going to pray, and we're going to get right into it, okay? Father God, we come to you in Jesus' name, Lord. I spent a lot of time with you, Father, uh, to get ready for today, God, knowing that you have a word for your people, but really, God, it's for me as well. So, Father, I just surrender to your mighty hand today. 
Father, just go before me, God, and around me and behind me, God, that this word would go forward with truth and grace. And God, that you would deliver the message to your people through your Holy Spirit, God, that we would hear something great today. God, I trust you, Lord, that uh, everything comes from this pulpit comes from you today and not from me. And I just give you praise for my own personal salvation and finding you as Savior. And understanding your love is what I do, God, and I want to know it more today. And we need to just spread that love to your people. And God, that's who you are as you are love. And I trust you today with this word for your people in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Restore the roar. Amen. I hear Pastor Mark talking about that. So I, I get into this. I'm like, God, what is this about? It's, it's about the power of love. Okay. And I started, when, I, when I'm digging into this, I'm like, ah, I know you love me, Lord. I know you love me, Lord. And uh, <laughs> uh, do we trust that, we, that he loves us that much? Can we start to become the love of God ourselves? to be that example to other people and have peace and joy and the fruit of the Spirit operating in our lives to where God wants to use us to affect our children, the people around us, and bring this manifestation of love to God's people. Amen. Now, I've been stumbling. For years, I've been on assignments from God, wrote, writing books, traveling. We did Team Spirit for a season. We were traveling and, you know, lots of things happening in my life. It's always been, Mark, Mark I got an assignment. We're going to go do this assignment. And I'm like, okay, God, I, I preach to some churches that are looking for pastors and spend weeks there at times and just, just following God's assignments at a time. But I will tell you that I've never felt an assignment more important than the assignment that I stand in today. More, there's not a more important time that we live in to understand the love of God than today. And if I never have another assignment, Pastor, this is the greatest one that God can do because the greatest thing he did was love us. The power of love, if you want to talk about the roar of the lion, because the power of love is who God is. He is love, okay? I can go through as many times as I want, and I'm going to try to stay by my word today so we're not here till 4. Maybe it'll be close, and we'll get out of here sometime. But this is a love story to God's people, amen, to me and to you and to everybody here. And as you go through it, I'm like, my goodness, God, it's all about love. It's all pointing back to the cross. It's all pointing back to Jesus. It's all pointing back to God's plan for his people and how much he loves us, 100%. And so I went through and I dug in as many places as I can. I said, okay, God, so you're, you're speaking to me something true about love at a, at a depth and a level, Pastor, I've never felt it before. Because I read a scripture, and we're going to get to it here, here in a little bit, and it says, do all things with love. All things. I thought, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> There's just not enough good going around me to do all my things with love, is there, God? I mean, honestly, can I really do all things with love? And the answer would be, if we're really going to follow God in life, and we want to grow in the Lord to a place that we have peace, and we have the joy of the Lord in our lives, and we're able to give that back to people, then we should be manifesting love in all that we do. You know you can discipline and love? Mm. I used to discipline my children and set them on my lap and tell them why I did it and tell them how much I loved them. Because I, I you know, there's different types of discipline, Pastor. But I knew know that uh, the one that changed Mark Ward was how much God loved me. Never through punishment was I radically changed. I stand before you knowing that I became radically changed. I remember going through transformation. What happened to Mark Ward? He's that guy's weird now. What happened to him? He's that guy, you know. He what happened? I found out, guys. I was saved and Jesus loved me. <laughs> Woo! And then I started I started becoming. I thought, God, if you're that good, then show me more of who you are. But what changed my life and what can change everybody's lives around us? The people that we speak to. It's your families. It's your children. It's everybody that we're engaged with. If they can see the agape love of God, the unconditional surrender, God is a free gift of salvation that he gave us at the cross by sending his son to bleed and die for me. That love made me change who I was. You know, and here's what I'll tell you. Nothing else did. The power of the love of God transformed me. And I'm hoping you stand before God, you know, or you stand here today understanding that transformation yourself. That only by God's love is there, is there the power of transformation. Radical change comes from the love of God to a place that I don't want to go back. 
I'm going to protect it with all my life if I can. Now, do, do we fail in that? Absolutely. So I'm going to try to get into this word because I can ramble, okay? I'm going to listen to God because my heart, my compassion for God right now is overwhelming inside of me because somebody needs to hear this today. God loves you because you're doubting it. There's somebody that came today, and this is directly for you, and I don't know who I'm talking to today, but you come here and you're telling yourself you're not worthy, you don't deserve it. We just sang the song. God would tell you that I love you so much that you would not even understand the depth and the power of my love today. No matter what you're going through, no matter where you've been, he's that big of a God, and he loves you today, and he loves me. Okay, so something different I went to. We're going to go to Romans 8, 31, 32. There's no way I'm getting through all this, so we'll, go, we'll, we'll start moving. What then shall we say to these things? This is maybe my favorite scripture. If God is for us, who can be against us? Woo! He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? See, I just used to read the first chapter. God's for me, right? Why is he for us? Are we sure God's for us? And so I went into that, and I started the first time I've ever heard this in, in verse 32. So 31 is good. God's for me. We all, we all can say that, right? It's a great scripture. But in 32, here's what he says. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. Mm. Wow. Let me make it very clear. God is for us. Okay, here's where the confusion comes in sometimes. In the Old Testament, you might see things where the Old Testament is talking about God being angry at his people. You guys understand what I'm talking about. And I, I studied this out. You might believe that God is against us by some of the things you read in the Old Testament. But what happened at the cross through the blood of Jesus, God is for us. Don't go back and don't change your mind about what God did at the cross. The blood of Jesus is why we're here today, and we need to start understanding the depth of that love so we can bring it to a world that's losing the concept of love. I've been walking around, and nobody loves anybody. It's all about how I'm offended, how I didn't get my way, and I'm going to try to figure out how to just make everybody as mad and chase everything I can all around me so that I can get my way, but never at any point in time is it operating through love. Does someone come to you and say, hey, you know what? Let's talk about something in love. Woo! We're going to get to it in a minute, but love's never failed. Scripture's going to tell us that, okay? So say this with me. God is for me. Okay, one more time. Say it like this. God is for me. Amen. God is for me. Go ahead. One more. God is for me. Now, how many times do we need to say it when we get to the conclusion there? Because when we get done today, what God, here's the deal. You may have messed up this week or this morning, okay? But at no point by this word, by what we preach to you today, is God not for you? Or does God ever stop loving you? And to be able to stand in the peace of that love in a world that doesn't recognize it is a difficult thing to do. But all of us need to understand that people that are looking at us, our children, our family, and everybody around us are looking for the love of God. They're looking for something that actually matters or makes a difference because all we're dealing with is who can be angry or who can be mad or who can walk in things that are not of God. And we position ourselves against all that to say, my case is a little better than that, so I'll just rest in this foundation because that foundation is keeping me going somewhere, but all of it's in failure. Woo! We're not going to be able to get to a place, Okay. Okay, so, Pastor, I got five points. Pastor Mark can do his in three. I'm doing it in five, okay? It's like, what was it, the old, you can name that tune in three notes? I'm gonna, <laughs> so I looked up the power of love, and it's not Celine Dion. I looked up, <laughs> because it kept coming up, I kept searching for power of love things, and I kept seeing Celine Dion. I'm like, no, get away from that. I need to know what God says, not the song, the power of love, Okay. <laughs> Okay, I fear i got to make you laugh somewhere because most of this is going to be pretty serious. So i gotta, I got to let us calm, calm for just a minute. Okay, number one, Jesus Christ is the Son of God and Savior. We know this, but let, let me go into this. John 3, 16, 17. It's all going to be Scripture today, and we're going to show you what God says about it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that, but that the world through him might be saved. We leave out 17 too many times. God didn't come to condemn you today. It says it right there. He loved you so much, he sent his son. 
That's the gospel, guys. And what we're here to do today is understand. Once we understand God's love, what, what I believe we're doing, Jesus Christ is Son of God and Savior. I'm going to go through these scriptures, and what we get to do is we have to put that revelation over here and understand that as the starting point of salvation, the starting point of my walk with God, to understand that at that point, I'm secure in that, so that now as I go out into this crazy world and face the things that I face, I start walking out that salvation, that sanctification. The glory of my life is going to come as I walk that out. But if we can't get an understanding first that I'm saved and believe that I'm saved and know that I am and begin to transform into the person that God has for us, we're just going to stay at salvation or behind it and just not believe and trust God. And most of the world that I walk out into is just stuck right there, Pastor. We're just stuck. Well, I got saved, but I'm not living like it. And it's like you said, once we know that we're saved, and Pastor's been preaching about this, at some point the fruit needs to start to bear. And when the fruit starts to bear, it'll bear through peace and goodness, kindness, gentleness, and love. And it'll start to manifest something different than the world. Woo, it will. It'll change. Okay, so John 3, 2 through 7 here. I just went through several of these just to confirm that we're, where we're at on point one. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. I know that I'm born again in my spirit. And it starts right there, believing and trusting that free gift of God, being baptized in the water, and being transformed in your spirit. You see? And Pastor Mark goes into that all. I love it, Pastor, because transforming takes place in the spirit of God. That's inside of our heart. Okay? Uh, so let's go to Romans 10, 9. And this, this one, I, I just want to make sure that we get point one out of the way because I'm just trusting God's going to take us somewhere today. And you're going to hear something that's good. you got to believe that you came here to hear something from God today. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. So point one, I want to secure the idea that that's the free gift of God. Okay, that's what the Bible tells us. And in and of that, we become saved. I became saved. And the day I became saved, I remember going, well, everything's not fixed perfectly in my life right now. I still have this junk around me. I still have things I'm dealing with in the world that's trying to, it didn't just all go away, you understand? But at that point, I start to walk out that sanctification of God, start walking out the manifestation of his love. Start, I'm just going to go deeper, God, because you're right. It, it, it's true. God is real. His love is all that he says it is, and I start walking that out, okay? So we're going to get now to, it's the, I put it, it's the beginning of a walk, and how many of us know Jesus as Savior today? You don't have to raise your hand right now, but if you don't, I believe today's the day of salvation. That salvation is going to take place in this house today. And if that's you today when we're done, then you come see Pastor or I or somebody in our church, and we can fill up the tank, right, Pastor? Because I believe it's that we can fill it up. We'll have to do it next week. When, when is the time? You're having another? October 30th. October 30th. We're having baptisms that day. Okay, great. Okay, so point two. Jesus Christ was given all authority. Now let's go through this thing, this walk that God showed me. I'm saved, okay? Okay, what does that actually mean? Okay, if I'm saved in Jesus, let, let's, let's find out what, who Jesus really is here and what his authority is, okay? So it's going to be um, John 14, 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. Okay, now I want to move down. This is very important. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Stop right there. Read that again for me. All authority <laughs> has been given to me on heaven, in heaven and on earth. Okay, so right there, yeah, we have authorities we have to follow. I get that, and we're walking in that, and as we go through life, and we're challenged by different things. Listen, 
the ultimate authority was Jesus right here. And so you know who I want to be and what I want to walk out in my life? Who Jesus says I am in authority. And every other authority or principality or anything that raises itself against the knowledge of God and that right there is out of order. Mm. Now we have to follow the authorities. The Bible also tells us, Pastor, that God establishes all authority. But through that, Romans 8.28 says, All things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. So there's authorities established, and I get that. But right here, as all authority has been passed over to Jesus, as we move from salvation to knowing that it's his authority, and he laid down his life, then we're going to find out that he is love. Then I'm going to find out that the answer is love, and we're missing the boat. Woo! How many things would just get fixed if we just love one another? The more I dug into this, I just can't get to Scripture. It just says, it just says can you love your neighbor? When I get around people, I just tell people I love them. I just feel people love me back. But, but how many times do we just do that? How many times do we operate out of things that are not of God? I've never had anybody I've told I love them, and it come from my heart, ever just hate me back. I mean, it's amazing the power of love to the point that it's tangible to the touch and the hug. You know, it's a powerful thing. It's the most powerful thing. Wow, I can get stuck there all. Pastor, we can go home. Everybody ready to go home? <laughs> I got to get through some of this, okay? All right, can we keep going for a minute? Okay, so all this authority is given to Jesus, okay? I love this in, uh, it's Matthew 16, 13 through 19. I, this is one of my favorite parts of Scripture because now this authority has been spoken, okay? This is actually earlier on, but, but the revelation that man gained who Jesus was here. Okay, so when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I am? The Son of Man am. So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said, Prophets. He said, Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Here's what I love. And God, Jesus... The Son of the living God, Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you. Mm, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven, the Spirit, revealed it to him, that he's the Christ, the Son of the living God. And that revelation stands here today before you because God is asking you, Who do you say that I am? Wow. And I can feel the power of love in that because God's asking every one of us today, Who do you say that I am? And I'm living in, we're living in a world that doesn't realize the power of God's love right there. And every day we're challenged with the question, who do, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter had the courage to say, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Let's see what, what Jesus says about that. Uh, Jesus answered and said, blessed are you. Has not, God has not, or flesh and blood has not revealed to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that... You are Peter. Now he calls him by name. You're the son of the living God's way he said, and God said, and you are Peter. Because on that revelation, on that rock, I recognize you as my son, as my child. Because he has confessed with his mouth <laughs> that he is the son of the living God. That's powerful, isn't it, Pastor? It's a powerful revelation. Here's what he says, you are Peter, and on this rock, what he means by that rock, they, they try to interpret Peter different ways. On the revelation of what you just gained, I will build my church. That my people will understand or recognize me as the son of the living God. That's what he means by the rock in this, and the gates of Hades shall not stand against it. By the power of love, you want to know what the roar is? That right there. That's the roaring lion. And it's the power of love that cannot be defeated, and there's no reason for me or you to quit. God's telling some of you to quit. He's telling you it's just too hard at times. No, it's not. Just hang in there. We deal with things that we have to go through, but it's transforming for me because I'm going to look for God in every miserable thing that I deal with. No matter how, no matter what comes in my life, no matter how hard it is, I know God just has something more for me. We have to get to that place that I trust God to the point that he's the son of the living God. Jesus Christ is the son, and he's got better things for me. I love this, and I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth. I will bind in heaven and whatever you loose on earth. I believe that we have the power today and we have the manifestation to speak it into existence and that I can bind on earth, bind it in heaven, you understand, and it be bound on earth by the power of God. 
Greater things we can do, the Bible tells us. So if I'm dealing with the struggle, why can't I bind that in Jesus' name? Hmm, by the power of God. I want to have that, pa- that, that pastor. The problem is it's is difficult because the world doesn't, the world sure doesn't want that. <laughs> I'll promise you. So Peter confessed that and we realized that, uh, uh, that mankind, you know, now this revelation is taking place. And we build the rock on that, the, the, the rock that he's talking about. It's a revelation that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And we stand here today, and really that question is being asked every day. Who do you say that I am? Do you still let me mark? I'm over here. The world, stay, the world is pulling you over there, but I'm still over here. I'm still loving you. I haven't changed. Jesus loves you yesterday, today, and forever. And I, hard sometimes, isn't it? God, I'm a mess up. I'm the least, guys, of the least. I'm the last person God should have ever called to do this. And I'm just going, Lord, <laughs> am I right, Pastor? <laughs> you and I have been together for a long time, but I'm like, okay, so I'm going to do what God asked me to do um, and stand before you today <laughs> like a sheep to the slaughter is what I feel like sometimes. I, I tell Pastor that all the time. I'm, I'm not worthy enough. Okay, so love is the godly answer. I'm going to move to the next part. So we have to understand that Jesus was given authority. And so I'm going to get to a place of when G- how Jesus tells us to act is how we should actually act. And we're also going to find out that we're way far from it in a world that we live in today here in a minute. I believe that's the revelation we're going to gain. And that's going to start off this harvest time because the roar, the first thing everybody's got to understand that God loves us to the point that it's got more power than anything else because he had full authority. Oh, he had full authority. He defeated Satan. 2,000, over 2,000 years ago, and it was finished. Hmm, there's your authority. Love is the godly answer. I had love as the answer. I'm going to ask you a funny question because I'm going to lighten it up. How many people know the 1970s group that said, saying love is the answer? Who is it? Does anybody know? I'm going to get you right because England Dan and John Ford Coley saying love is the answer. Does anybody know that group? Pastor, we're the old ones. Okay, okay. So I went and looked up Love is the Answer, and I came up with England Dan and John Ford. It's actually a really good song. My boys and I listen to all these old genres. And so everybody's going to go home and look that up. What is England Dan? It's, it's not good. It's not the right kind of love. But, I mean, it's not a bad song. But anyway, I did that just because as I looked it up, there was England Dan, Love is the Answer. Okay, so point three is Love is the Godly Answer. Okay. I love this right here. 1 John 4, 16. And, he, and we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Now listen, don't listen to me. Listen to the word. Let the spirit of God tell you that God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. So if I'm really going to be that person, then I need to be able to react in the same love of God to the things in my life. Hmm. That's tough, isn't it? Because everything's not hunky-dory. We don't love everything that's going on around us. (laughs) Abide means to accept or act in accordance with a rule, decision, or recommendation. I said I would abide by their decision. I want to abide in God. Abide in God. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. It's all about love. If you get going on it, guys, you'll get all over the place because it's just the whole Bible's. I mean, I could go down and we could, we could preach for weeks, okay? But I'm going to try to get to a point. This, we're on point three out of five. So we're, we're moving pretty good here for me. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all my mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits me nothing. Doesn't matter what you do, guys. If we can't love, we don't have anything. As I'm digging in, as I'm just getting revelation after, I'm going, wow, that's good. I read the Bible several times. I've, I've written three different books, and, and I, as I'm going through this, I'm going, God, it's just, we're supposed to love, aren't we? 
I mean, do we get it now? And the problem is the world, pastors, running from it. Everybody that's here, the world doesn't even know how to love each other. Oh, to the point that hate is our corner post and strife and agony. And just, who you know, I just it get to the point that, oh, it profits me nothing. I don't want to be nothing. <laughs> when I was born, I, I wanted to do good things in my life. And it tells me if I'm going to achieve my goals in life and do things, I better have love because I'm nothing without love. It's good stuff. Okay. Um, I don't want to be nothing. Do we express love? Is our first answer love. I know when we come to church, you know why it's good when you come in here? I believe this church manifests love. I believe when you come in here, people truly love you. They really hug you and that love shared here. So let's use that example. But when we go out there and we go to the workplace and we go to where pride the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life are all out there waiting on us, and we walk out into that environment, what's the first thing that happens? I'll promise you it's not loving each other. It's all in jealousy and envy and pride, and what do, why didn't I get mine? Why is everybody getting more out of this than I am? Wow. Amen. That is good. Wow. Okay, so love is a choice. We're on number four, Pastor. I'm going to make it. We are saved. Jesus is Savior. Jesus has authority. God loves us. We still have a choice. So even though I just told you everything that I just told you, we're to point four. If we walk this through this little scenario that God gave me, we're moving towards it's still our choice. You know, the the choice is still yours in all that we do. God says, I lay before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that you and your descendants may live. Okay, and so, so today I'm asking you in, through the choice, where are we at? First John 2, 15 through 17, it's all scripture. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away in the lust of, in the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Again, there's our word, abide. Amen. I want to abide in the Lord. How many things are thrown in front of us that are less of the eyes of less of the flesh of pride of life every day? Are we getting more of that or are we getting more of the word? I don't have to answer, do I? <laughs> you can answer that for yourself, right? <laughs> What's more prevalent in front of us every day? Those things or the things of God. Okay, so right quick, um, I'm going to go to, to Matthew 22, 36 through 38. Uh, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. We say that kind of just, we, we just kind of skim right through there. I don't know that I can love my neighbor as much as I love myself. Isn't that funny? My wife, I can. My children, you know, you start thinking that you love other people more. And I think about God. I, you know, I would be, I would, it'd be easier for me to send myself than it would be to send my son. I want to believe that. That God sent his only son, amen? Wow. But that's really good. Uh, love your neighbor as yourself. Hmm. Do we love, do we love like God expects us to? See, I wish I could preach this message to the world because right now the world needs to hear it. And I, I don't know how to do it except just do, be obedient and just tell you what God's saying to everyone. God, God I, he's saying, Mark, I love my people. And if they would just operate in this love, it'll take away the misery and the pain and the heartache and the struggle. It'll eliminate the things that we're all striving against or kicking against the things when if I can just love people, I don't, I don't have to be glorified. I just want God to be glorified. And when I put myself in that position, I have peace and hope and joy and love. When I'm not trying to glorify myself. That was the biggest thing I need to learn, Pastor. I don't need to glorify myself. Okay, so we're going to put up this diagram real quick. There it is. Fruit, 
fruits of being led by the flesh, fruits of being led by the Spirit. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on, on it. By the flesh over there, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of rage, fits of anger or rage, revelries, dissensions. You, you, listen, you, when you get into this works of the flesh, that is what is predominantly going on in the world, or is it not? Especially anger and envy and jealousy. Okay, so, so my, my, my situation is this. This right here is the category my life ministry has been. I get to choose from one of those. Whenever I'm confronted, whenever I go through life, I am faced with a decision, and so are you. Fruits of being led by the Spirit, what's number one? Love. See, I don't think if love is not first there, I can't do the rest of it. Can I love enough that I can have joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, no matter what I'm going through. Do you have self-control in the face of adversity? God showed me that. Wow, can you be good and kind when you're being confronted with difficult things? So there's our choice. See, here's what happened. When we fail at the garden, when we chose to understand that we can do our own thing, and I don't need God, and God doesn't need to be an authority, I can be an authority for myself. We open the door to everything out there that's led by the flesh. And when Jesus came back, he bought that back so we could be led by the Spirit. But you tell me right now, 99% of what we're dealing with and we go out into the world does not come out of Galatians 5, 19 through 21. If you can answer honestly to that question, then something needs to change quickly. But I really believe Jesus is coming back, Pastor. I truly believe that. I've, I've never got up in, on the pulpit and said that I've that more certain that the time is at hand than I, than I am today. So anyway, I want to go, go on down to Ephesians 5, 8 through 14, okay? And this is the big one. This is a big one in my life. I use this all the time. Because I had to do this for myself. This is not for you. This is for me. Now, if this speaks to you, and you should do this too for yourself, because I believe it will help you. You want to get clean and healthy today, it's good. We can turn this junk over to God. We can turn the things of that category over to God. We can start loving other people, and they'll love you back. And people, will, you can start seeing this manifestation of life-changing things based on God's Word. I believe in the fullness of it, not just taking pieces of it, okay? For you were once darkness... I can raise my hand. Can anybody else raise your hand there? But now you're light in the Lord. I am light in the Lord, and I'm going to proclaim it even on my worst day. Even when I stumble all over myself, I'm going to get back up and go, God, I know you love me. I'm just going to get right back up and go. It's about getting up and going again. Light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Say, listen, we're all battling for what's true. And the world is making a case on people's emotions, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and pride of life, or what's really true that's probably going to self-serve them in a way. So there's all these cases being built up. And then we turn around as people and build our case of what's true. But the Bible tells me that if I seek God, then I'll know the truth, and the truth will set me free. Because we, we don't need to just sit around and argue about what's true anymore. Let's just seek God. If we seek God, we'll find out that we love. And if love is the key and we go to people with love, it'll manifest goodness and kindness and gentleness and patience. No matter what we're dealing with, it will eliminate any work of the enemy if we could just do what God asks us to do. Whew. It's awesome. I love it. Because it, I just really want us all to just start loving more. Hey, when something comes up and your reaction has always been one of those things and always been this other stuff, try something different. If it's not working with someone and someone keeps going down a path and you're just cracking the wheel, let's just keep doing it the same way. How about just love them? Here's the deal. I'm, someone needs to hear this today. Try loving. <laughs> let's just try to love. So when your first thing tries to make you go, this is where I changed. I'm, I'm going back backwards here, Pastor, for a minute. The first thing that happened in my life was I was always choosing from that bad category. And then one day I went, oh, I'm not going to choose that. I'm just going to be kind. I went, ugh. And my brain was wired that I'm always just going to choose that. I'm going to fly off the handle. I'm going to get angry. I'm going to chase all this junk. And I'm going to run down that road. And you just keep doing that. Then you destroy yourself. And you have to get back up and ask God to forgive you. And then you just go around the same mountain over and over again. I'm going to be being honest, Pastor. 
How many people go around the same mountain over and over again because we just keep choosing and we just keep in the habit of just doing the wrong thing? My habits need to change by my choice to love. And then when I love, I can operate in goodness. Because what happened if I started doing it enough, my natural response just started being goodness and kindness. I want to be trained by love to not react out of the wrong category anymore. I'm tired of that pain. I'm tired of that misery. God, God is just saying, Mark, just tell my people about my love. That's the roar, guys. That is the roar. Okay, so I love this. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness. It's a choice right there. I love this part, but rather expose them. I start going pastor and saying, pastor, I don't want to share all the stuff I've shared with pastor in my life here with everybody, but I'm saying, I start going to my wife, honey, I deal with this. I want to expose that because this isn't good. This is something I'm dealing with. I start going to my pastor. I start going, I wanted to start exposing these things. Let me tell you where you start getting clean when you're not afraid to expose yourself to yourself and the people around you that you know you can trust and love. Wow. God just told me that if it's unfruitful work of darkness, I don't want to keep it in secret. I need to expose it to the light of the love of God and let him take it and remove it from my life. That's how it gets removed. You're not going to beat it out of me, but you are going to love it out of me, God. Wow. We ever heard that before? Because I was doing this word. I'm like, God, it is that big, isn't it? It's that good. Yes, Mark, it's that good. It's not a license to sin because I'm going to look. You're going to see that my love is so great, you just don't want to let me down. How many, how many of us as fathers and people in the world are actually trying to show that same type of godly love to our children and the people around us? To where they look at a father that goes, my daddy loves me no matter what. Some of us dads need to hear that. And moms. I want to express that love. Am I capable? No. I mean, I'm not Jesus, but I want to try. I mean, I have a conscious choice with my family and the things around me. Do you see what I'm saying? To just expose those things, operate in the love of God. Everybody's still with me? So I can wrap this up. Don't, don't fall asleep. We're getting there. Okay. So, um, okay, so I want to finish that. But all things are exposed are made manifest by the light. The light is Jesus. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you life. Today, God, today I'm telling you that we, I was sent here today to tell you that, you that you're in a slumber, and a lot of us are seeking the wrong things, including me. And as we go through that, God is telling us, arise from your sleep in your slumber and choose my love and start manifesting the goodness and kindness and gentleness of God in your life and watch him change your life and transform it forever. Because God's going to tell you this key thing, love never fails. It's never failed in my life, not a single time. Bottom line, you want bottom line? Love is the answer. Okay? Okay, so we got to get the five, and then, golly, I'm hurrying, Pastor. Okay, so we went through the Galatians. Let me see where I'm at. John, I want to go John 13, 31 through 35. See if. Carrie has that for me. Just real quick. So when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and glorify him immediately. Little children, I shall be with you a little longer. You will seek me, and as I said to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot go. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. I mean, how many times that you also love one another? He says it twice here. He says it three times. Man, I just don't see. I just don't see people loving people. People that I know. People that I, I just don't see it, guys. I don't. You know, and, and I can't. I don't want to judge that. I'm just. I want to. I want to be going out and people. I want people to come up and hug me and tell me they love me. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I'm a man. I. I mean, I, I want people to love me. But we don't, have, we don't have to be just too, well, I'm just too tough for that. I mean, we do that sometimes as men, you know. Um, okay, point five and we're done. Love never fails. We all know this. Go read 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Though I speak with tongues of new men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sin. Oh, I already got that one. Going down. Um, 
Yeah, no, no, that's it. Let's go to uh, four, babe. I'm sorry. First Corinthians, yeah, 13, four. Or start with four. Okay, love, you guys have all heard this. This is love. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. I could go on that all day. That's what we're doing. We're envying things. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. Love never fails. I want to tell you this. Eight specifically is stuck out there, and it says love never fails. Oh, gosh, I want to answer with that all the time. Uh, that's what God, I believe, is asking us to do. Um, okay, so the scripture that got me to this point, and then we're going to pray, and is 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14. And then I'm going to challenge you here in a minute, so get ready. Get your hearts ready. We're going to challenge ourselves today. Watch. I've read the Bible and stuff, and I go through this, and I know I've seen this, but I've never just said, that's it. I'm just, this just came onto my, it came into my life. I was reading through stuff. Watch. Look around. Stand fast in faith. Be brave. Be strong. Let all that you do be done with love. Has anybody else not really just thought about that scripture? God just tells us right there in 1 Corinthians, let all that you do be done with love. All that you do. And I thought, no, wait. See, see, here's my deal. Until the last two weeks, I thought there was exceptions to that, Pastor. I'm going to a place I've never gone before right now spiritually because I'm deep in prayer with God. And God is showing me throughout the Bible that I need to love in all things, all people, all the time, no matter what I'm facing. And you know what that's resembling of, guys? Jesus is walking to the cross. Think about the ridicule and the shame and the pain that he's facing as he's walking to the cross. And he kept his mind squarely on the love and the task to finish. And he could have called down a thousand angels and wiped them all out. And he held on to the love. And you know what he said? Nothing. You know what he actually said? Forgive them, Father, for they don't know what they're doing. And so I'm gaining right now in front of you a bare bones manifestation that to, to operate in God's love all the time because that's what Jesus did. No matter what he was going through, it we got to think about and put ourselves in the place of Jesus going to the cross. And I'm going to the cross, and these people, think about the, uh, what he was going through. And on his way there, all he did was say, forgive them, Father, for they don't know what they're doing. Do you know how far I've been in my life from that kind of love? But I guarantee you I'm closer today. Whew. Here's the challenge for Mark Ward today. God is saying, can you outlove me, Mark? Because that's bare bones for me. I'm at the end of myself right there, guys. Wherever God wants me, I mean, I want to be challenged to go do whatever God's called me to do. That's who I want to be. If, if, whether it's, I don't know, just go out here and <laughs> work on the grass every, I don't care what it is. But, Pastor, I can be finished if, with, with whatever God has for me if I can just understand the power of that love. Did anybody gain a revelation today? How many of us need to love just a little bit more? How many of us have sin that we just need to just choose God? Hmm. Okay, so let's get to that because that's where we're at. Okay, I, uh, here's the thing. I've never heard this until God revealed this to me today, th- this week. Th- it, that way, and this is just for myself. I'm not saying that for anybody else. That's my revelation that I can outlook, that I want to be, I want to love like God loved. I want to love like Jesus did in all things. There, I, I used to just say, listen, I got to say this. I used to just make exceptions. Well, I can't love that. If somebody's being, well, I, I just can't love that or I can't chase that or I can't. Come on now. <laughs> oh, it's good. Okay, so here's the, here's the finish up, and I'm, we're going to pray uh, prayer of salvation. And so I, I'm going to tell a quick story. So everybody, wake up. I'm going to clap my hands. We're almost done. Hired an, the, 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 this church hired a new employee. I, I saw this story, so I'm going to use it because it brought me a, 
a key thing, and it's going to speak to you right now. They hired a new employee that was working cleaning floors, and they didn't clean the floors very good. So the pastor went to the new employee and said, okay, come here. And, and the new employee come over, and he's dirt on the floor. <laughs> you know, we can all relate. So the, the new employee come over, and the pastor said, look at me. And he looked at him and said, now look at that. What is that? The pastor said, what is that? And the new employee said, well, that's dirt. And he said, okay, now we can work together. Now that you recognize that that's dirt. Okay? So then this pastor said, then the next week I'm in worship. And I'm looking up at the Lord and I'm worshiping the next, next week. And God looks at me and says, are you looking at me? I said, I'm looking at you, Lord. Hmm. The Lord said, what is that? And I had to say, that's sin, Lord. And God said, now we can work together. Don't hide from God anymore. Today he's asking you to leave it with him. Hmm. Let's stand up and let's pray. Oof. Hmm. Pastor, I'm going to lead us. I want everyone to bow your head and close your eyes today. I'm going to lead us in a prayer of salvation today. <clears throat> everyone just repeat after me and everyone that is saved today because there's a change today right now. And, and, and God wants, wants it for all of us. There's no one exempt today. I believe everybody's either going to grow deeper or, or find salvation in the Lord today. Okay? Say, Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I believe you are the Son of God. And you died on the cross for me. And you rose again on the third day. Please forgive me of my sins. And create a clean heart in me. Renew my spirit so I can hear your voice. I accept you as my Savior. You are my Lord. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Pastor. Amen. Amen. Give Mark a big hand clap. Amen. Can't go wrong when you're loving each other. Amen. Amen. That's a great word, Mark. Thank you. I needed to hear that. Let everything that we do be done in love. I've always said that this last day revival, the key thing about it was uh, people are going to see the love of God in his people. And uh, I want you to join hands with the person next to you. Mark, I want you to go back here and back to greet everybody today when they leave. And I'm going to speak this blessing over everyone here today, okay? So grab the hands you know, next to you. Join hands with your family next to you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. I want you to hug somebody's neck and tell them how much you love them. Then go out in this world and start loving on some people out in this world that need to see the love of Christ. God bless you guys. Have a blessed week.